Georgia back into it. It's my new song. Oh my god. <laughs> Put you back into it. <laughs> that was very like UK drum and bass. The beginning of it was spot on. It's the only beatbox I can do. It's just that one beat, which is basically uh hey Mickey, you're so fine, you're so fine, you blew my mind. Hey Mickey, that's it. <laughs> <They're> like <laughs> I got no original thoughts. Well, I just upgraded to Windows 11 and uh it has messed with my settings. And so, like, I get weird notification sounds and shit where I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> like, you've never you've never made this sound before. Yeah. Yeah. It's annoying. But uh, it, it sounds like you've got that UK drum and bass beatbox on lock. That was that was spot on. I don't know if I've ever heard a better, like, UK drum and bass beatboxing before. <laughs> like, seriously. It's, you know, I've, I've, it's all about making multiple futures for yourself. That's 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 the key right here. Is <laughs> like just when you think your life is like at at the end point where you're like maybe it can't change anymore. Nah. <laughs> Mouth fart, drum and bass. <laughs> there's still plenty of options left. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah. <laughs> Discord is hopping. <laughs> it be popping, yo. Mine's not. After I deleted my old Discord, my server, every other server, I think I'm only in like two or three servers now. And I don't even know why I'm in the ones that I'm in other than like a couple of like really the only servers. Like we have our server. There's the Colorado 40K Discord server. There's my team's Discord server. There's the Doink server. And I feel like that's the only servers I'm in. I think I'm in a couple other ones, but I don't even know why I'm in them. Like I'm probably just going to leave. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm starting to really feel that. Like I have, I have so many that I entered in because of the murder basement. Where I'm just mm -hmm. like, it's not that I don't want to know what's going on with these people. I really truly do. But it's also, you ever just get to that point where there's just too much noise? Yeah. But that's been it's my last like... year. <laughs> I had a year of that <laughs> and stopped doing everything because of it. Yeah, yeah, I, I am most certainly right now in the <laughs> there's too much noise phase, and I'm like either handling it extremely well or extremely poorly. I, I, I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> so do you want my opinion about what you just said about how you feel like you want to be able to keep up with people or whatever with the murder basement or whatever? I felt that way. I was like, I'm only talking to these people. I'm only in all these servers because I feel obligated to know what's going on and to keep up. Yeah. So then I decided to just stop talking to everyone and doing everything. And then I realized who I actually care about and who I actually want to talk to. And unsurprisingly, I still talk to them all the time, like either through Instagram or Discord. And that's it. You know, like there's still quite a few of my painting buddies who I talk to almost every day. And sure. it's like, I don't know. It's weird, man. Once you start cutting out the noise, it's like almost like the things that you really care about still exist. And then the things that don't really have a point, like the things that truly are noise just don't really come back. But like the things that right. matter, like you continue to talk to those people. Super interesting. Dude, it's, it's, I'm in a really weird spot right now when it comes to content creation and all the stuff uh, that, you know, we we have done and set up for ourselves over the last couple of years 
And mainly because it's the fact that I, I have such little time because of school. Um, and I still want to keep on doing the things that I've been doing. Um, I'm realizing that so many of my old habits were truly unhealthy. Um, there a lot of the relationships that I thought were more important aren't at all. Um, and it's not because like they're bad people and I'm just like, Oh man, I gotta get the fuck out of here. It's just like, literally we kind of were like two passing ships in the night and maybe we stayed around each other too long, <laughs> you know? And so it's just yeah. like trying to figure out how to navigate a, this new life in this new uh, direction while being true to myself to the like moral standard and the ethical standard of content creation that I've set up for myself where I never wanted to be just one thing. I wanted people to be a part of everything. And, um, and that's something that like, I'm really proud of you for taking that step to open your heart and your world to uh, a whole new audience, because like, that's a pretty brave move, you know, and, and, um, and is something totally different than what you had done in the last couple of years. And I'm very excited to see how it treats you and how, how people are handling that. Yeah. So it's weird. I'm down like a hundred followers, which, um, you know, is not a big deal anymore. It's that's like 0.01% of your followers. <laughs> that's pretty that's much. Nothing. Yeah. It's, yeah, I think it's like literally roughly, I think it's actually like 1% or less than, I don't know. I'm not a math guy, but so this Dude, is actually super. You, you've got 10,000 followers right now. Yeah, so, I, almost, I think I was like, that? I think I almost hit 9,400 and now I'm back yeah. below 9,300. So whatever yeah. that math is, I think that's 1%. That's, that's ballpark 1%. Yeah, maybe. Now, now, now I can't do the math in my head. Yeah, yeah maybe. It's, it's about 1%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, so I look at it like this, and this is super interesting. Devin Nash. Yes, you're um, right. It's 1%. You're it totally is, right. We did it? Okay. It. So Devin Nash did this thing, and he was talking about how people don't take what people perceive as... Um, will not recover from style of risks are basically non-existent yeah. especially in content creation that almost nothing is non-recoverable and that people aren't really willing to take enough risks because they're too worried about what's going to happen and child born's non-recoverable that 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 ends it right there yeah there that, there's that, some stuff the there's some cancel culture that's very real that like your brand yeah. is done forever um, yeah. but I think that there's Jared from Subway done forever. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot less things other than obviously like, fuck you. Like nobody cares about you anymore. Things, um, right. then people are willing to admit in, in content creation. And this was something that I was like terrified to do. I had anxiety. I was like, I don't know. Do I want to be just a miniature painting handle or should I just combine all my projects in one and just be like, fuck you. You're either in or you're out. And, um, Dude, and, and the sauce is a vibe. Like, like your sauce isn't like a mixture of paint that you're like, this is the sauce. Like, and you're making your own, your own thing. 
the sauce is a vibe. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a, it's, it's not. It's like a lifestyle. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, I'm I, and I celebrate the fact that the sauce is now like the sauce productions. Like I don't know. Yeah. Like I, dude, I'm I'm like super excited for you, and uh, uh, I I I personally like I'm. I'm just tired of being lied to yeah. <laughs> by social media. <laughs> I feel the same. And it's like, I think that that's what I've learned, right? I'm like about a week into this, like, you know what? Fuck it journey. And, um, <laughs> fuck it journey. I love it. <laughs> that's where I'm at with the whole thing. And like, you know, it's, it's interesting. Like, I think that's something that people and my friends, and this is a constant conversation, especially in the doinks crew is like, what are we even doing anymore? And like, I think the reality is the algorithm has fucked with all of our heads. And I think the appropriate response is to just be like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> that's, that's it. Like, I don't know why else we're, if you're not in it with that kind of attitude anymore, I just don't get it. And like, I guess I can't speak for everyone. Cause I don't need this to eat food. Right. I'm not eating food based on content. And I think that that changes things significantly. But, but truly I, very few people from our hobby yeah. are eating food because of this. And the people who are, are like so few and far between that they're probably like two, two digits, handfuls of digits yeah. worth on the planet. And then the people who like to make you believe that that's what it is, but it's, it's not, you know, there's, yeah. there's very few people that it is 100% of their, uh, their their income you know yeah there's a partner there is you know there is other circumstances you know sure. nobody's nobody is just making like a huge living painting minis in mass the way that we'd like to believe that they are sure <laughs> there's certainly the one percent of the one percent i would say right and i think you know like i was in the top just one percent of all of twitch which i think says a lot about twitch but um there, I, I, I am an ant compared to some even Warhammer streamers. You know what I mean? And so like yeah. the 1% of the 1% is not only are they eating from this hobby, they're eating Kobe steak every night. Like they're, they're eating so well, but it's, sure. it's an incredibly small percentage. Um, so yeah, I think that it, this is like, yeah, I think most people who create content in general, and especially in the Warhammer content creation space are not doing this to eat. They're doing it as a hobby or maybe as a, as a side thing to gain traction for commission painting or whatever. Sure. But I think that there is actually turns out not a ton of downside to making tremendous risks on social media and being able to say like, you know what, fuck the algorithm. I'm going to do whatever I want. And I think that, yeah, unsurprisingly, Devin Nash has spoken about this at length not specifically about the algorithm and deciding what to do, but he's talked quite a bit at length about how not taking risks is a huge thing because there's not a ton of downside. Right. Right. No. And, and I've been saying the same thing to you for two years now. <laughs> like, like, you know, you and I have been like off and on talking and joking about this for forever. And the further I get, the more validated I feel, feel, by it and uh the more and even if it isn't as true as i want it to be like i'm manifesting the future that i think is right because you know we're we're in this really weird place where like i don't know man it, it feels 
like we are losing the thread on why we like to hobby, why we like to do things. And, and I, and I'm, and I just see the stress that people are putting on themselves for like nothing, like truly nothing. Like they're the, the, I, you know, I'm, I'm extremely transparent with how much money I've earned from Twitch and Patreon and YouTube over the last several years of doing it because it's about the most money I've ever made in any hobby, like more than music, more than anything, <laughs> which is really, really uh, sad because like I've put way more money into music and way more time into music. Um, but, uh, you know, content creation has helped my music career. I made more money in music this last couple of years than I ever did when I was active, but it took one year to make a hundred dollars, like literally a year to the day to get a hundred dollars from YouTube one year. Yeah. I still don't That's know if I've insane. ever gotten a YouTube payout. I would have to check. <laughs> I don't know. They keep turning off my monetization and are like, we don't know. Like I've submitted like pictures of my driver's license and they're like, we have to send you a letter now. And then you have to type in a code that comes on the letter. And I'm like, what the yeah. fuck is happening? I don't even yeah. know if I monetize right now or not. They keep turning it off and on and unverifying me. And I'm like, what kind of verification process is this? Like, you know, it's me. I've confirmed the emails. You have a picture of my driver's license. I believe I sent that to them. And it's like, what are we doing? Like, I, so I don't even know if I'm making ad revenue or not right now. I, I know no it's uh, it, it's so small that I'd almost say don't do it to your fans. And I'm very sorry for my fans that that's what I do. Because now I'm at that point where I'm feeding the machine. Because like I'm like, part of what gets you into the uh, algorithms, like, you know, like the Python of the algorithm is giving YouTube a chance to make money off of you. Yeah. <laughs> and by monetizing your content, it puts you in the zone where they're like, oh, if people like this, we'll, we'll share it with people. And, yeah. And so like it, and it, I feel like, again, you know, like I used to complain so much about Twitch and how much like the, hundred dollars every other month you know at my best that's as much money as i was making on twitch um you know with the rare exception of like christmas where like man you know like man duff is like one of the sweetest people and he was like he he came in and i think he threw down like a hundred dollars in my fee and then everybody else started piling on so i think i made two hundred dollars that that month and i was just like Duff, that's so sweet. You didn't have to do that. And he's like, I believe in you. And I want you to know that. So like, you could have sent me a fucking text message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But because like, I have such a huge, um, you know, like problem with the way that Twitch monetizes, you know, yeah. like it, until you are, and, and I didn't even realize this, like you could be a partner on Twitch and they still take 50% of your money. Yeah. The first partner payout rate is the exact same as affiliate. Nothing changes. Yeah. Get fucked, Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see, I <laughs> you, have you significantly less problems internally monetizing YouTube versus Twitch because of how Twitch monetizes. And because I am a huge believer of, I use it. I love it. It's my favorite subscription every month. YouTube Premium is the greatest $13 I spend every month because. Dude, fuck yeah. Fuck, Same. It's the best. You ads? No, no buy here's 13 dollars. i don't ever want to see that again like if yeah. twitch had a premium service like that that included one gift sub or maybe even up to like 
two gift subs a month, no ads, Twitch would be a hundred percent better ecosystem for viewers, but it's not absolutely. Twitch is terrible ecosystem for viewers. And I think that that's why I don't have a problem. I think that it's fair to say like, I don't want to monetize on Twitch because I don't want to make my viewers watch ads. I think that's fair. I don't feel the same about YouTube because I think that people have a way to opt out of ads. I think that they're way less in your face in general on yeah. YouTube than on Twitch. And so I don't really have a problem with monetizing YouTube. I think that it, I wish that it paid out better. I think that it's kind of hilarious how, how much it pays out compared to what it used to pay out like 10, 10 years ago. Um, but well, and, and, and the barrier to get it to pay out is crazy. Like just, just to actually get to the monetization yeah. zone is a thousand subs in, in a, in a calendar year in 365 days, a thousand subs, 4,000 hours of, uh, watch time is a lot. That's, that's a lot, uh, to put it into perspective, we do two hour long podcasts, our YouTube channel for something wholesome just hit the 50 hour mark. Yeah. We've been putting out episodes now for this will be our third month. Like that's obscene. <laughs> like and that's better. That's that's like actually a good ratio for how few subs we have on. Yeah. There. And, and it's like my personal one has actually been kind of hopping again. It's not like as big as it ever was during the murder basement, but I think people are finally starting to come around to the idea of, you know, um you know more philosophical content creation like what we do here which i find super super fucking exciting um and i think people are really understand the reason why you and i gel now which mm -hmm. is like like i've been trying to explain to people i was like no nah, like trenton's about the only person who i think gets it the same way i do <laughs> and, and is willing to talk about it because like so many people are nervous about it. They don't want to seem like um, all they're in it for is the money and this and that. And like, and I get, I get that. Um, I very much was like that in the beginning. But then once I realized how stacked against you the the cards are, I was like, no, actually, I think that it's it's we are doing a disservice to not talk about that. Um, and and I think that that is something that um, you know recently has just become really really obvious to me <laughs> yeah it's i i completely agree on all of that like i think we've always gelled and i agree with the mentality that i feel like it's a disservice for people who have been insiders to not share very transparently their experience and yeah going back to like money on twitch like i don't think i've ever really truly transparently shared what i was making but i was actually pulling in between like 500 and a thousand dollars a month on twitch um were you really yeah consistently and Dude, that's like the, it's the fucking cult of the sauce. I'm telling you, like you, you had Sauce Nation rides was the best <laughs> motto you ever could have come up with because it got people behind you in a way that I just like. I never, never understood and could hit, and it's it's amazing. I, I just had a really generous community, you know, and I think that people. I think if I could give one piece of advice to somebody, well, I could give a lot of advice, but if I could give one piece of advice to somebody who wants to make money on Twitch is you have to deliver value in order to get money. Because yeah. I think that people are willing to watch an entertaining streamer. I think that people are willing to subscribe to somebody that gives them something in return. And that was always a really important pinnacle of my stream was trying to teach something every stream and I think that that was what delivered back money in return was I will give you this piece of knowledge. 
Um, and all I, and all my viewers knew it, you know, like I didn't, I wasn't in it for the money. I wanted the view time. Right. And that's why I put up, uh, back in the day, I had a Patreon for just my old episodes. It was like, look, you either make it live or you got to pay five bucks a month to watch me. It's up to you. Like time, yeah. time is money. So if you want to make it a priority, come watch me. It's free. You could watch me for free or you can toss me five bucks to watch it afterwards. And that was kind of always my agreement, I felt like with my audience. So that always helped me. And then, you know, I just did dumb stuff with my audience. Like people used to pay me $5 to take off my hat and then $5 to put it back on. And it was like my hat was off and on the whole stream. <laughs> and yeah. like well, that added up. Like, and it was. But, but that was also like the downfall of the sauce on, you know, <laughs> like. The, the dance monkey dance act is what got your ass fucking like totally fired from Twitch, you know, like yeah. that, that attitude is like, while a great way to do it. I mean, like it turned in for, you know, a good friend of mine, she was streaming and like, and I, I know that she wouldn't mind me saying her name, but I think we're at the point where like who it is doesn't matter but what it was actually does matter a lot. Um, and people were paying them $25 a month, which is like tier three Twitch sub to like draw uh, uh, furry girls uh, uh, live on, on Twitch while she was like painting models. And it kept on getting more and more sexualized <laughs> and yeah. more and more specific to the point where she was like, I actually don't feel comfortable doing that. And he got like, extremely aggressive about it and like was like no you like do this and i was like tell him to eat shit like yeah. you don't owe anybody anything like this this whole idea this dance monkey dance game is so stupid and, and it's something that like i've i never have bought into and that was like when you had your first chaos was because like someone wanted you to dress and drag during for a fundraiser and that isn't that wasn't your game and it shouldn't ever be you shouldn't ever expect a streamer to do something and that turned into a whole like oh fucking you know he he isn't an ally you know he, he's only doing this for the views and you know like where you would have happily donated money yeah. you would have happily done a stream to make money for this thing but you just didn't want to do something that you know like everybody in like thought that you should do like that's that's bullshit you know and it, and it's like this danger of the parasocial relationship yeah where they feel like they have much more uh weight over your choices <laughs> you know it's just like it you know Welcome to some something wholesome. We've been doing this stuff for a half hour and we haven't said anything. I think the name of this episode is "Sorry, We've Been Lying to You." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's what it feels like. It feels like content creation is this thing that uh, people do, and um, and and there's so many reasons why they do it, and uh, and the 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 stepping stones to get there are often lied about the amount of money that can be made is lying about and the the fucking mental toll that it takes is being lied about on like a daily basis all for this idea of like we need to remain positive and i'm kind of rejecting that i'm kind of more like no we should actually just like warn people about what you know like the actual mental toll 
They can yeah. choose whether or not they want to do this. And, um, you know, and we can celebrate people for making choices in their life that are uh, smarter for them emotionally <laughs> yeah. or, and or monetarily, I, you know, like goes both ways. We're both like open books about that. So it's like such yeah. an important topic to talk about. And especially like, yeah, there's a lot. I think we've already shed a little bit of light about the the dramatic range of payouts you can expect from being a Twitch streamer is tremendous. It's the biggest window ever and it totally is up in the air and depends on so many different factors. Um, The time commitment to it, I feel feel like we've talked about this before in the past, but um, making content takes way more time than you'd ever expect. However much time you think it is, double it, which we've talked about for many things like, right? Like you want to get a new new hobby, double your budget. You want to make content, double the time. Um, But I think the the part that's not being talked about a ton is yeah, the mental health aspect. And I think that people are really struggling with it right now with the changes in the algorithm that feel brutal. I don't know if um, being a Warhammer creator is favorable on the Instagram algorithm, for example, right now. Uh, It is very hard to make Warhammer content for Instagram because Warhammer content feels curated to photos and Instagram is basically like, here's a middle finger to you, photographer. Nobody cares yeah, anymore. It's, it's, Make no, a video TikTok. or nothing. And yeah. their algorithm is not as good as TikTok. So I'm talking to people all the time who are like, I'm just done even making reels on Instagram. Why not just do the TikTok thing? Like, why am I not doing that? If that's what Instagram's trying to do, why am I not just doing this on TikTok? And I sure. think that that's such a weird place to be in. And so like, I am just trying to rise above the like the mentality of like shifting platforms. I understand the frustration and the, you know, if if it's not working, why not try something new? I get that. I think that's actually a really fair and a good way to approach the problem right now. But I'm just more in the, you know what, fuck it diet. And I'm having a great time. One weekend and I'm like, I could post whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like, take a break. It's fine. Yeah, so it's... Uh, my, my most interacted with post is I did a reel. I've been making these plinths and yeah. we're showing it on camera here. These nice uh, spalted maple plinths um, stained in a walnut coming soon to a like peer-to-peer sale near you as I'm picking out the ones that I'm wanting. <laughs> <laughs> Direct sale through Instagram. Afterwards. Yeah. Um, my my most interacted with post is I I did a short little thing. I did a Mark Lanigan song behind it, and like I just I did a reel because I was trying out what you said. Like you could post a photo and get like you know a, a fraction of the likes that you were getting before. Or you could post a reel and hit a whole new audience. And like, I think it's now been viewed like over 2000 times, which for something so specific as miniature painting plinths is like pretty amazing. And I'm just like, you just, you gotta, you gotta follow this stupid ass algorithm to like do anything. And, and the content isn't any better than what I was doing with just a single photo. Objectively, it's worse as like the compression ratio of the video like crunches it a little bit and takes that like gives it this like Vaseline haze. Like I, you know, I'm already not a great, you know, videographer, (laughs) cinematographer. And then you put like a shitty like internet compression uh, ratio on it. And it's just like, (laughs) looks like garbage. Awesome. (laughs) People are seeing garbage now. That is shit that I don't care about. Like it's it's uh it's frustrating. Not gonna lie. It's frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that the 
the algorithm is kind of the judge and the jury of everything when it yeah. comes to content creation. It ultimately decides every factor, I believe, of how it goes, right? It decides how much money you make. It decides how many people see it, how much you grow. Like all of that's based on how well something performs on the algorithm. And when there's an algorithm that's constantly shifting and you know, the meta of content creation is also constantly shifting. It's yeah. very taxing mentally to keep up with and can have a lot of pitfalls because you feel like you're trying something, but you're greeted with like literally unfollows in return for experimentation by certain people. And yeah. like, that's brutal. And I think that that then takes even more of a toll on people. And like, I think I've kind of just reached a point. I was talking to one of my buddies, uh, Cirxis from Germany, who does the, I don't know if you've ever seen the transforming alpha legion scheme where it's like in the middle of shifting from like a loyalist to alpha legion with like, it's like the two-tone armor with like the lightning stripe down the middle of it. Uh, mm, super it. cool scheme, um, great guy. And he was, you know, he's been along for my journey and knows like, oh yeah, sauce is on this fucking diet now. And is like, I just need to adopt some of that mentality. And I'm like, you know, it's, it comes from just genuinely just not caring anymore. Like, I think something just finally clicked in my head and I was like, you know, if I am making content to just get follows and likes and grow and appease the algorithm, then I'm not really in it for what I got into it for in the first place, which is to just share what I'm having fun with. Yeah. And I think that part like got lost. And I think that to like, to beat the algorithm game now, you either feed into it or you just walk past it. And I think by like trying to walk around the game, um, I think mentally you're in a better place as long as you understand the repercussions, right? The potentially right. negative repercussions of being like, yeah, your brand is just falling apart. Like people are like, what's happening? Like your followers are losing, like, it's just weird, but it's also like, it's rewarding. It opens you up to new opportunities. And so, sure. yeah, I think the lies of the algorithm, um, I think the algorithm is honest, but I think how we expect it to operate is not. I think that's where there's a yeah. disconnect. I think the algorithm is what it is, right? And I think that we just have these grandiose visions about I'm going to beat the algorithm. This next post is going to be my post. And when it's not, that sucks. Yeah, dude, the delusion of grandeur is uh, a very real thing that anybody who gets into this uh, will will eventually feel if they haven't already been there uh, of like something hits and it is an amazing dopamine hit, man. Mm -hmm. Like it feels so good. You're like, oh, that shit. Oh, that <laughs> oh, was so good. Oh, new likes. Oh, oh, yeah. oh look oh, at all those follows. Oh, I'm going to. I'm going to do this again next week. And then when it doesn't, you're like, what did I do wrong? Well, you didn't, you didn't do anything wrong. And you know, like the whole idea that like you, you should constantly be getting the same, you know, the same interaction every single time is so rare. And, 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 you know, like, so it's something that I've been like watching. So, uh, I'm, I'm old school YouTube, you know, like, before it was like the setup the way that it is. I mean, I watched Saddam Hussein hang on YouTube <laughs> at work. I watched 
a fucking snuff film at work one day. Like old school YouTube user. So I've seen it change over the years. Yeah. And same by uh, the way. Yeah. Uh did you did you ever watch Angry Video Game Nerd? No. No. I don't know that account. I I will though. I'll check it out. So James Rolfe is the Angry Video Game Nerd. He has been doing it for forever. Like one of the earliest uh outrage nerd accounts where like he um would sit down and play Nintendo games and it was all like really poorly edited, poorly filmed short videos of him like just being mad at old Nintendo games essentially. Uh, which is very easy content. It's great, easy content because those old games suck and they're really hard to play. So it's like, it's not like you have to stretch to be that mad. Um, you know, we're now at like 12 years later of him been doing it or longer, 14 years or something. And, uh, you know, it's hard to be angry for that long. <laughs> like, like if you are that angry as an adult, you need a therapist and probably <laughs> medication, you know, like, like it's not cute anymore. And so he's got like 3 million followers. I think 3.4 or something like that. He's been doing it for forever. His videos barely, uh, you know, like they eventually hit numbers, but they are barely at like the hundred thousand mark, you know, when they come out and which is just a, a real piss poor uh conversion ratio for your audience because like even though it shows that he's much further out there he's doing way worse mm -hmm. and um and i would love to get him on the show and talk with him about it because like he he's done really weird things to try to maintain some sort of relevance and um like lighten his his actual workload that i think is like totally backfired on him and i would love to be able to understand what that was like and how how that affected his business because um content creation is a business mm -hmm. like we like to think of it as this passion thing and it may start off as that but like especially once you make your living on it it's a it's 100 a business and you need to actually treat it as such <laughs> and that is um uh just can take the fun right the fuck out of it yeah um but you know he's gone on to do he's got two video games based off of him he made a full-length feature movie which is like absolute dog crap but kind of endearing at the same time so it's like if you like trauma movies and things that are in that level of camp you'll have fun watching his movie. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's really interesting seeing how someone like him handles the change in the algorithm and what, what that means to his actual financial future. You know, it's um, I, I've been um, getting back into it and just looking at it and I'm like, huh, like this, he's still doing the angry thing. Interesting. <laughs> when, when I think everybody just really wants James, you know, at a certain point, you you no longer are the thing that you're selling to the people and be, the people are sticking around they're actually just here because they actually want to see you talk and uh and i think that's a really interesting aspect of the the parasocial relationship of content creation is that um you know you either get to the point where people like are you know totally bored with you 
or you're at the point where the people that are still around just want to know you as a human being. <laughs> and that's really special, you know, like it's hard, hard not to, to get behind that. Yeah. So there's this YouTuber that I really like. Um, I think his name is GX Ace. I want to say, okay. uh, he's a camera reviewer, but he does the most unbelievable reviews of cameras you've ever seen. The production value on these are absolutely mind numbing. And he's small. Well, he's small as in like, I think he's got 20,000 subs, which in the world of YouTube isn't huge, right? Like I would put him in this in, really small. Yeah. yeah. So I consider him small. So um, I saw a comment. It's only four times. It's, it's yeah. Four times as big as you. Like that's, that's, I'm not saying that like, yeah, you should feel down on what you've done. <laughs> you should be like totally positive, but like, you know, cameras are much more like, wider a huge audience a broader audience than miniatures huge are. audience <laughs> like, so yeah, like, i saw a comment one time on his video and a guy just said i would literally watch you review a fork and i was like dude that is the pinnacle that's like the goal i think of beating the algorithm is getting people to understand you and your style and they love that about you not the necessarily the niche of your content. They just want to hear your opinion and see your content about anything. And I'm like, fuck, he, he beat it. He figured it out. And it's just yeah. a matter of time until like the rest of it falls in line, right? It's being picked up by the algorithm. It's having, you know, one or two videos really pop off, but the rest of his channels there. And so it's like, you know, what, what I learned from him and what I continue to learn from his channel is that he figured out what he's good at and what he likes to do with content. And he just does that. And he leans into who he is as a creator. And that's, I think his vision on how to beat the algorithm and how to deal with it is to just do him. And I think that that's like something that, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I feel like everybody's heard this, right? Like this is not new advice if you make content that somebody's like, just be you, just like do you, make a brand about you, not about a topic. And yeah. I feel like I've heard that, right? And like, that's been something that's been looming in the back of my head and a part, that was a big part of the rebrand to like Saw Slays. And it's like, I'm, I'm getting it now. Like, I think I'm really understanding what that means. Like you can hear it, He's but you don't need the matrix. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, just like navigating it with Neo like accuracy. <laughs> I, I think people hear it and I don't know, maybe some people understand that right off the rip, right? They're like, I, I get what they're saying, but I have to sure. like live it to learn it. And I think I'm finally starting to live it and really understand what that means. And I think we talked about doing this episode about, um, you know, written in the stars or destiny life experiences or, or things being, you know, just lined up, right? List signs from the universe, I think is, you know, the idea that we talked about. And we should still probably do a whole video about that because I have some crazy sure. stories. But the big push for me and why I've decided to just say, fuck the algorithm and I'm just going to do whatever I want is I've had a very transformative two weeks of watching content and meeting other creators. So two weeks ago today, I shot I did photos at a nightclub and it was the yeah. hardest photo shoot I've ever done ever. It's pitch black in there. I'm used to shooting in darkness. you know, like I've shot events, I've shot DJ sets. I like to do night street photography. Like this is not new to me. This is literally a cave. There's like two lights on the wall and then they have 
all of the lights that turn on for the headliner. Like all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, I could see everything. But that wasn't my client. You know, my buddy is the opening act, the direct support, you know, the 10 p.m. to 1230 set. And then the headliner comes on until who knows when. And um, it was a brutal environment to shoot in. So there's another photographer there and me and him start talking and I'm learning a lot about him and his photography style because his work's incredible. Um, So based on that conversation, I changed gear. So I'm now, boop, 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 boop. I feel like we just talked, like, was that last episode? How I was like, I was talking to a guy. I'm not going to change gear. I'm staying with Canon. Well, that's gone. Yeah. I'm now a Sony shooter. I, I did change. <laughs> I changed brands entirely. <laughs> um, so I've had a really transformative week talking to other creators and getting inspiration, learning their style and figuring out how I can, you know, put that onto my own work. And then the real, the real, like, this is it. This is my sign. This is my moment to like break break the mold. It is now time to pull the bandaid and shift directions with content and say, I don't care what the algorithm says. I don't care what I lose followers about. It's time to change. There is a very influential creator who I like probably going to say his name wrong, but Maddie Hapuja, I believe is his name on YouTube camera reviewer. Again, I watch tons of video about videos and cameras and gear because that's sure. really turned into one of my favorite hobbies over the last year. But this guy particularly, I've always really connected with his outlook on life. Like, what does he think is important? And his advice, particularly about content creation, has always really gelled with me. And he was the guy, I feel like we've talked about it, but he was the guy who really put that in my head. Don't make a, he said, somebody was like, you know, what's your advice for a YouTube brand? And he was like, just make it your name and that's it. Because then you can make content about whatever you want and it's not tied to a subject. And right. I'm way too deep into this rabbit hole to do that, but I could rebrand to something kind of like that, right? And it was just trying sure. to navigate what that looked like. So this guy's been a huge influence on me. So last Friday, new video posted by Maddie. I'm like, hell yes, it is time to watch this. I open it up and it is filmed in the very remote island in Norway that my family is from. And it is filmed from the same hotel that I stayed in when we went to the family reunion. Uh And like, you don't just end up on this island. Like, um, to put it into reference, when we flew into Norway, it took us a four-day boat ride to get to this island once we landed in Norway. Like, it's in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like, we were there in the summer. The sun doesn't go down. You watch it just kind of hit the ocean, and then it goes back up. Like, it's... It is so remote. It is so far north. And I I was just like, holy fuck. Why is he on the island right now? Like, I've literally been, like, I've I've ate where he's ate. I've looked at the, like, I am literally where he is while he's filming this. And I'm like, this is bizarre. Because that's also, as a different side thing, if you ever have the chance to visit or trace your family back as far as you possibly can on one side, right? You know, like, you know, you kind of have the four family lines, you know, you got your parents and their two parents, and then you just start tracing one of those lines. If you can ever trace one of those back to as far back as you possibly can to when you're like, there's literally no record of us existing before this place. That's this island on my dad's side of the family. And um, if you can visit there, it is a surreal experience. Like, I don't know how to describe it other than like kind of familiar, 
And I feel like that's some weird like destiny bloodline shit where it's like your body. And this is weird. Like this is like philosophical weird shit, but I feel like your Genetic body memory. Stuff. Yeah. I feel like yeah. your body kind of like knows that place in a way that's undescribable sure. until you've been there. And that's how I connected with that place. When I went there, I connected with it. I was like, this is insane. Like I feel like at home here in a way that I can't describe. And it's like days away from where I live. And I just felt at home there and to, to have, the creator who I really look up to respect and that really speaks the language that connects with me to then be filming from like my home away from home in a way was really like the universe being like, you know, all right, dude, this is, this is the person who you like their advice. This is a weird sign. And I was like, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Today's the day, rip the bandaid off. This is the new brand. I'm just doing what I want. Like, and I, that's kind of was the final push I needed to just be like, you know what, it's time. And like, I think I've been rethinking about what the algorithm means to me and how do I make content. And I think that I have just fallen onto this place now that it's, to me, it's about making content that just is passionate. And I don't really care what sure. it's about. It's just something that I want to make. It's something that I want to take a photo of. It's something that like, you know, for miniatures, it's something that I want to paint or like, I've just finished an army that I, you know, I want to play. So I, of course I have to paint this army. I want to play it. I have a tournament tomorrow. And right. like, that's, that's where I'm at. And, um, you know, I think talking to this other photographer that I met at the club, fantastic photographer, unbelievable work. And I'm looking through his work and he's just found a way to do what he loves, but make small changes to how he curates that to, in a way, appease the algorithm but it hasn't changed how he shoots. It hasn't changed anything. It's just how he presents it is just slightly tweaked based on the algorithm. And I'm like, that's fucking brilliant. Like the way he's using carousels is incredibly, like the swiping post on Instagram is incredibly brilliant. Like I am going to start totally doing the exact same thing that he does with carousels. And I've seen other photographers do it, but really talking to him and understanding his direction, I was like, holy shit, you fucking get it. And so I, I've had a very transformative I'd say like two weeks thinking about content where I exist and, and the future of it. But like, yeah, well, I, you've had a pretty amazing two weeks, like <laughs> a lot of ups and downs, you know, yeah. like, uh, you know, not a lot of stuff that, you know, we can super get into now, but like your daily life should inform the stuff that you make, <laughs> you know, and people should be able to be, um, you know, maybe not have to see every like, you know, every gray hair and 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 uh, uh, ugliness that might come out. But you know, like people should should be along for the ride with the, <laughs> where you're at. They should meet you where you're at instead of you meet them where they're at. You know, and mm -hmm. think that that is the way that like content gets made. Uh, um, that's so much more impactful, you know, and the stuff that you, you sticks with you for, for forever. Yeah. And that's huge, right? Like, I think as a creator, like, I think we're both, me and you are both very growth minded. I like to think I am, I believe that you are. And I think that we both are constantly like, I think we're learners, right? Like I yeah. want to learn and I want yeah. to be able to improve at a skill or learn a new skill because I want to experience so many different facets of life. And I believe that you experience that through learning. The more that I've gotten into various hobbies and the more serious I've gotten about, especially the hobby holes that I'm in now, I think that I'm more interested in learning than displaying my skill set. But I think that I just, you know, like to make content. So that's a different hobby anyways. Sure. Um, but learning is 
huge right now. And I think that wanting to pursue things and create experiences along the way and share that journey is kind of where I'm at. And I think that from an audience standpoint, I've been thinking about this. I'm like, you know, how, if you're not a creator and, and you're still into this 49 minutes in, <laughs> um, <laughs> if you are somebody who just watches or just interested in, in consuming content, like, please be gracious and patient with creators right now because people are just trying new things because we're being pushed in weird directions because of the algorithm. The algorithm is yeah. really starting to, two things are happening. Either the algorithm is pushing your favorite creator in a direction that they might not want to go in, or they're not appeasing the algorithm and are being brutally punished on content performance as a result of that. And yeah. uh, neither way is good for your mental health. Like neither one of those is fun, right? Like you either are making something you don't want to make or you're being punished for it. And like that fucking sucks. Like that yeah. not only, you know, it, that might not take a toll on money, right? If you're appeasing the algorithm with uninspired content, you're probably still appeasing the algorithm, which is good, right? For yeah. creators who are living on this, that's fine. But it's not fun mentally to be, th those are literally, I would say the decisions. Well, I guess there's a third lane, which is you're, you're already doing something that feeds the algorithm. Life is good, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. But I, <laughs> you got fucking lucky yeah, you're and in, everything is great. Yeah, yeah you're but that's already not in everybody. the jackpot. But I think most yeah. creators are in that space right now where you are having to choose to do something you don't want to do or be punished. And yeah. so if you don't create right now and you're just a content consumer, I think it's important to be aware of what your favorite creator is probably up against right now. And that's the reality of it. And I think just be patient with them. Like just understand that, you know, what they're putting out might not interest you, but they're just, they're trying like, and that's, that's yeah. what you have to do as a creator right now because of how crazy the algorithms are shifting everywhere is like, you just have to try. And like, yeah. I would say don't venture too far from yourself, but, but be willing to dabble in what that algorithm looks like within like a comfortable limit. Yeah, I would say that's sure. what I've learned over the last like month or two with some of the big changes on algorithm is experiment in a way that feels home. But yeah. Yeah. You've said a couple things here that uh, I want to swing back on that uh, I thought were really profound, but also like it's something that may, maybe people like you and me don't see that often in, uh, in action. You were talking about you know, your genetic memory of this place, this island, the special thing, this draw that that's there. And you felt like it was a sign of the universe bringing you to a point of fruition and seeing it again, reignited that in you. And that's an amazing, special feeling and something that is like, I, I would venture to guess extremely rare. Um, because it's just, you know, where, where else is that going to happen? You know? Um, and, and, but while, while you were saying that, uh, it kind of triggered with me in the fact that like, there are people with immense amount of trauma and re remembered historical trauma that like every single day get reminded of you know, a sexual assault or, uh, you know, for, for people of color, you know, uh, like institutionalized racism and slavery, you know, that they get hit with stuff all the time. And like, 
to think about like the the privilege of of having <laughs> having the stars align moment to a fucking island <laughs> off of Norway, and how that's not something that everybody can have yeah. in in such like an inspiring way makes me like really th think about just you know the sheer privilege that like you know i have shit like that in my history that like go back to island off of spain where my family's from and uh you know it's just like there's so much interesting stuff the far farther you go back in in our lives but that can't be said about everybody there's something about that that like even though like i don't want to like minimize like your exposure it just kind of hit me in like a way that i was like man there are people who can't know what that feels like and we yeah. will never understand what their thing feels like either that like it's kind of fucking me up right now <laughs> yeah i agree i think that's totally fair to bring up that perspective because that is true right like that's like the brutal harsh thing about the world is that people don't have a shared perspective about things like yeah. what might be a positive thing for me to like research and learn about is family history where for other people that might be the worst possible thing that they can research and learn about Sure. Um, I'm like a very, uh, I've had this conversation with my wife a lot. I, like, I believe long-term in the future of humanity only because I believe that somehow humans can reach utopia. I, like I, somewhere in me that exists that we will reach utopia before we collapse as a society. Um, and so I guess I can only hope that in the future, everyone can have that shared experience right in like a hundred generations from now somebody will be able yeah. to look back and be like hey my family was the first family to do this or was to live here or to experience this no matter their background like i always like to think that somewhere in the future this can be history can be in a weird not rewritten like what's done is done but in the future right. it has the potential to change and be rewritten in a in a different way because I just hope everything's good. But again, right? Like that's just, do I just have this weird grand, like great vision of the future because I'm, yeah, like a white male. Do I just think the universe will figure itself out? Yeah. Maybe the that's a part of it. Dream that we all hope and that that is the future of, you know, Star Trek, the next generation where the everything is, is easy and great in the human race. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I believe in the human race, but I only believe in it because I believe that we will get there. And sure. If I didn't believe in that, then I wouldn't believe in the human race, but yeah, yeah it's a, it's a pretty bleak place to be. And I used to like toy with the idea of being a, you know, misanthrope and, you know, I, I like was, making an acoustic album that I was going to call misanthropy and me and it was going to be like a cutie cu cutie folky album all about hating the human race <laughs> and like that's not really where i'm at anymore um but i am finding myself right now in this like zone where i'm like actually hating some of the stuff that we have done and are currently doing to ourselves um so what kind of like jump started me down this path of like are we lying to our fans? Are we lying to ourselves? Is this something that we've done? Ha have we done it wrong? Have we missed the mark? Is um, I have never looked at Instagram or social media and been like, that person's life is objectively better than mine. And I am, and I'm feeling envy and jealousy um, that I don't have what they have. And even furthermore, that they are taking something away from me. 
um, which is the that jealousy, that that ugly green eyed monster, the jealousy monster. Um, until literally like two days ago, <laughs> like like it's never hit me. Like I don't give a fuck about the chiseled Adonis male figure. Like, I think that that takes a level of work that I cannot commit to. <laughs> I am, I'm pretty happy with who I am in the skin that I'm in. Um, my di- my dad bod rocks. And um, while I should lose some weight, yes, uh, I still think I'm hot as fuck. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> but, uh, and I don't even know how I ended up on this tr- thread, uh, but I was watching YouTube and as one does, because when you have a YouTube Prime subscription, you yep. can just watch it unfettered and Whatever you don't you have want. to be bothered with ads. It's the best. You just click on and anything. Your content, your, and your creators still get your click. Like they still get their ad revenue from your click. It, it's, yeah, it's one tenth of a penny, but who gives a fuck? <laughs> you know, you're still supporting them a little bit. Um, but I got in the nomad van life thing. And maybe it was because I was watching like, you youtubers talking about the new one wheel the new one wheel gt and like there's this one guy named talon say or Sai. Yeah. he do you watch great talon? photographer yeah he's talon's great, great. Yeah. i've and, been and watching he, talon for years since since yeah. uh sunday gunday was like the big vlog that he had i've been watching <laughs> sure, it for like sure. eight years yeah, the, I I think that he's a very reasonable person. Uh, you know, and like I don't, I can't say that I've watched all of it, so like I'm not gonna like vouch 100 percent for him. But the stuff that I've watched, I'm like, no, I like this guy. I get yeah. it. Um, um, and uh, you know, they were showing off their vans. You know, as they were like, like, oh, we're filming this like thing for the the GT launch, and like they're all out in the middle of the desert, and they're all showing their vans and their campers and all this shit which is like totally cool and not far removed from my youth. Like I lived in camp trailers for five years growing up as we were building our house um, because that was how we could afford to build a house. And so like, I'm used to like really small confined spaces. Um, And then after high school, uh, instead of going to college, I, you know, we squatted and couch surfed a lot. And, uh, you know, I ended up traveling with a circus for two summers. Like I did things to get my adventure in, uh, as, as a, as a kid and sow those wild oats and, um, there, it, the YouTube algorithm recommended me watching like these urban stealth campers, which very instantly went into like these instagram pinterest perfect women solo van living uh which i'm i i don't want to like put too much like harp on the pretty girl uh in uh social media aspect because i think that it's totally reductive of what they do um because yeah they're still working hard they're still doing the thing Mm -hmm. the fact that they're pretty is the added benefit of their hard work you know and but it also like helps feed in the algorithm and my dissatisfaction with it. And, you know, so like they've been saying that social media, like Instagram is horrible for our youth right now, because as they see everybody else's life, um, it makes them feel bad about theirs. And so much so that it like skews what is actually probably a totally fine life to people thinking that their life is actually like a cycle of abuse 
and like they are in, internalizing it as uh, not having uh, what's the term the like the opportunities that they actually totally have, you know, because mm-hmm. you know, like it's, so much of it comes from a. Uh, if you, if you have room to worry about that, you have the privilege to worry about it. Yeah. Uh, and, and a lot of people don't. And so I'm watching these young women travel alone and they're just like, Oh, life is good and blah, blah, blah. And just like hokey fucking like camera tricks and like click baity tags. And like the uh, man, it, I'd never want to do a YouTube uh, like thumbnail that is specifically like, or, you know, for, for this is really bad theater for the, the podcast listener solely is where I'm like, you know, doing the, oh, I can't believe that happened face or like, uh oh, you know, like this like stupid fucking thumbnail that you all know. Um, they all sound the same, the stupid music that they play, like it's all this manufactured thing to make you feel like beholden to these people and starts building this weird parasocial dynamic as they're talking to you like they know you they don't know you but you're learning an an abnormal amount of information about their life so like you start feeling like really beholden then suddenly i had watched like four hours like i had lost track of time and it was like almost three in the morning and i was like oh no (laughs) like what happened go to bed and i wake up I couldn't stop thinking about it. I couldn't stop thinking about these girls and their trailers. And so then I started watching the van trailers and the build out videos. And man, I was like in it. And again, like another four hours gone, just like fucking in a time where I don't have four hours to give, I would rather be like doing literally anything else than, you know, criticizing these young women's lives. Um, But I realized that it made me feel so bad about my life decisions i felt bad about my life choices because i don't have a van i can't go it's like camp by a fucking river i hate camping i hate (laughs) camping i fucking hate hate it it. i hate it the only thing i like less than camping is hiking because you just walk (laughs) up a hill to walk back down at least to walk back down it at least if you go camping, you walk up the hill and you stay there for a day. You're like, all right, I guess. I guess, yeah. I mean, like, it's not that, like, I don't get the appeal, but living in camp trailers for five years made me, like, not want to be out in the elements. Like, I really am a homebody. Look at all this bullshit behind me. You're Again, insane. bad look podcast at, editing. Look at, this. Look at this. This is... You can't fit this in a fucking van. <laughs> yeah. Find me a paint station that looks like this in an RV and maybe right. yeah and then fit your dog and your wife in there that's not gonna happen you no, know it's like, not and so the, like the idea that this is the life and like it doesn't talk about the sacrifice that they gave up to be there and it you know there's just so many things about it that i just found so false and so phony that like none of them like like, you know they're they're driving around you know forty thousand dollar vans within another like eighty thousand dollar conversion in it it's shit that is like absolute bullshit like nobody can fucking afford this this is not the norm <laughs> but it makes it seem like it's this norm and that's what you should be going after and there's other people like rallying against that but the algorithm showed me this and because i clicked on one it showed me all of it <laughs> instead of me like 
navigating me like, oh, I'm going to look at campers. Oh, I'm going to look at things that make more sense to me. No, it showed me what it thought was right and what I would like. And pretty young white girls is like very easy for me. Like you don't have to go far from a thumbnail of a girl in a bikini and me going, maybe I should click on that. Like, it's just like, I'm just being totally fucking honest. My lizard brain loves tits and ass. It just always will period. And I got instantly sucked in off of a girl in a bikini on her 2006 Toy uh, Toyota Prius. So I was just like, Oh yeah, I'll watch this girl camp in her fucking Prius. Why not? Eight hours later, like it's <laughs> I, and I started getting like really upset with my life, and I don't know why. Like I don't know why it hit me in that way because, like, truthfully, I've never felt that from social media. And this one, I was just like, there, and and I think it's the fact that like it hit me in such a personal way. I was like, they're fucking lying about what is going on here. The the they are lying about their happiness and their joy because i don't think like maybe one of them there's this one her name is uh christian schaefer and i think that maybe she would be totally fine not having a youtube channel and van living because she's a photographer this mm. is her job yeah <laughs> you know and like um and i have a friend here in st louis whose name is Kristen schaefer he is an excellent writer for the riverfront times uh, <laughs> so it was just kind of funny that like i ended up on their channel um and i was like I was like, so out of all these women that I watched and all these, and I, and I watch guys and, and couples, like I don't want to just harp on women, but it's the one that like hit me the most because it, it triggered a lizard brain part of me that also made me just be like, oh, like, no, this, they're just absolutely not telling the truth about what this is and what it means and how hard this life is. And, you know, the, like they're making you feel bad about your decisions to be a consumer to, you know, and like nobody should be made to feel bad about their life choices. I like my stuff. I like my books. I like my models. I like my movies. I like my records. I like my m musical instruments, all of those stuff you have to sacrifice to have a life like that. And, um, and, and it brought me in, I'm going to say his name totally wrong. I've got to pull it out here just so I make sure I get it right. And I highly recommend that uh, uh, you watch some of his stuff, uh, Trenton. Jaron uh, Lanier, or Lanier, uh, he is a futurist. He worked at Atari in the 80s. He went on to develop AI algorithms and all sorts of stuff. He is the reason why social media is the way that it is, you know, or, or played a part in it, you know, in that machine learning aspect of the algorithm. And he is actively telling you, everybody to get off social media, get stop doing it. And anytime the algorithm recommends that you get into something, you go the other direction because it's selling you a lot. <laughs> it's selling you things to make you want to buy more stuff, to be in it, to be on the platform longer. And, um, and it was the first, like, I've always, like, respected him uh, and his stance, but it was the first time it hit me where I was like, oh, he is 100% correct. 100% correct. And uh, and I just couldn't, couldn't believe that it came in something so stupid and so trivial of people living their best lives, enjoying the outdoors. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think that, especially that type of YouTube, I, I think that the algorithm in general content that performs well 
is content that makes people want a lifestyle that they don't have. And either yeah. out of like um, a way that they, it motivates them to want to get that, or it gives them just like, you know, that escapism, like, oh, that would be so nice if sort of like mentality. Um, and I think that those two things both perform super well on the algorithm because I think in a lot of ways, almost everyone can relate with, with that in some degree. And like, sure. I think like one hilarious example of this that I can relate to is like the movie Wolf of Wall Street. So Wolf of Wall Street is essentially a movie about a guy who was selling lies to people who then taught, who then was selling this vision to salesmen to then sell the lie. And like this movie is a true story. And like after watching yeah. the Wolf of Wall Street, I was like this close to like quitting my job and getting a no cap sales job because I was like, I want to sell everything and drive a Ferrari, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's like, so then I was being sold. You wanted oh. to drive a Ferrari. I wanted that pile of drugs that they were doing. <laughs> like that that's that's how our two brains work differently. Cause I had the same thing. I was like, fuck, if I could get that much drugs. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's everywhere on a pool table. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, it's such a fun movie. So but good. Also like com completely despicable. Like that is oh, one yeah. that, like it'll make you in the same way that uh what was it? Wall Street? Is that the the name of it? With uh, Michael Douglas. I actually never saw that one. Oh, dude. Great movie. Okay. I don't know about the second one, but the first one, greed is good. Yeah. yeah. My, something Greco. God, I cannot remember. Totally worth watching. <laughs> yeah. But like Wolf of Wall Street, like, yeah, that hit me in a weird spot too, man. <laughs> it's, I think it kind of in the same way, I think it operates, I think it hits those feels inside of you in the same way that like social media algorithm does where it like gives you this bizarre weird tangible actual pile of motivation where you're like i can fucking do that or yeah. it makes you just want to like escape mentally to there and imagine how cool that would be and like i think instagram's probably the largest um i guess platform who really pushes this agenda so sure. much so much of instagram is just like this beautified vision of anything and I don't know if there's enough transparency on it to balance out how like uh, filtered the truth actually is. Yeah. And like, I think that so many people just share the greatest moments, the greatest photos, the greatest videos, and they're not showing the backside of it, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it's weird. And Instagram, so like when my business partner went on his year round trip to hit uh, all uh, 419 units of the national park system, which is an absurd goal, like in some, and truly not the, the really not the way that you should do it if you want to actually enjoy every part of it like uh you know because like he's often said that there are certain parks that he wish he had more time in and he's just often said that there are certain parks that he wish he'd never spent any time in at all because it just was like well i'm here i got my stamp i'm moving the fuck on um and so like it was just like a lot of wasted energy but he did it and it was cool um he was like the instagram people are the fucking worst because they are out there and these like beautiful vistas like and then they're like taking their selfie photo, but it's not like they walk up to the edge and they're like photo. That's not how it works. 
they have to be out there that friends taking photos of them they're you know setting up drones they're getting in everybody's shit to get these like picturesque moments <laughs> this isn't something that like this just happened it's totally manufactured they're extremely rude because they are also under a time crunch um and that and that's i think the other thing that hit me with the the, the van life people as like everybody fucking hates you guys like there are communities that are absolutely making it illegal for you to live in a van in the city you know because you guys are actually shitty fucking neighbors you like devalue the fu- <laughs> the, the the property value and uh you know and, and maybe there's a certain aspect of jealousy that comes along with it but the the truth is is, is it's not as cute as you think that it is like mo- most people actually don't like you and don't want you in their community i think that was another thing that like really struck me as like like these guys are saying like making it look like everybody likes them and this thing like no like the people who are out there on the road the people <laughs> who are camping who have to deal with you don't like you <laughs> and um and i think that that's another like weird really like skewed vision of like what it, what it goes because there's only so many places in the united states where you can camp year round and those places don't want you to camp year round there <laughs> like yeah. the, the communities are actively making it illegal and you're like well that's fucked up you should have the freedom to do that uh, but like if you look at oregon right now uh and like their homelessness problem is absurd absolutely absurd oregon is like for such a liberal haven you'd think that they'd have it figured out to set up proper social uh systems to help these people and they have not they fucking Mm -hmm. failed them and it's like one of those things that like has made me realize that sometimes like you can actually liberal too far (laughs) like like there there needs to be something real good checks and balances along with it they're spending millions of dollars on programs that uh you know like nobody can take advantage of which is really sad uh because they're like oh you you we, we will house you but you can't be into drugs you can't have uh you know you have to pee clean most people uh who are homeless are drug users because they are like like dealing with some sort of mental illness and they're like self-medicating um there you know the guy some more news cody Mm-mm. oh dude you would love it his shit's so funny he used to write for cracked um and he did a whole thing where like one afternoon he decided to like i'm gonna see what it's like to be homeless for 48 hours and within like did see this dude it's it was really funny it was like 2011 2012 um and within like six hours of living in his van by a park or his car by a park he was dropping acid because he's like what do you do with your fucking time (laughs) you know like like he instantly was like well i guess i'm doing drugs today and and like that's the problem with like the homeless like like they don't fit into the society therefore you can't expect them to meet you on society's terms you have to meet them on their terms um and so much of the homeless problem started out as people who were like i don't want to pay a mortgage on a $380,000 shitty house that I have to upkeep. I'm going to buy this fucking motor home. I'm going to live right here. I'm going to live for cheap. 
but like there is like a, a weird bell curve where like if you can't keep that up if you can't sustain that if you can't upkeep your fan you just end up homeless living in a fucking van and then like something happens a community moves against you and then you like get you know wake up one day to your van being fucking towed and impounded and crushed and now you're like literally actually homeless you just found yourself in the donut hole of society because you were doing what you thought was right and now you actually have no address you have nothing nothing you're now probably addicted to drugs and alcohol because that's what you need to sleep in the fucking city environment like there is so much stuff that like when I, I just was watching, I was like, God, this is not, this is actually really so unhealthy. And I think there's very few people who are actually built for this. And like, if, if you removed YouTube from the, uh, from the equation, the social media, that like parasocial relationship that makes you feel like you need to keep on feeding the machine. Like these people are just like, young young women with mental illness <laughs> like putting themselves out there at risk and you know like none of them were talking about their safety measures like all of them should be packing heat <laughs> like all of yeah. them should be like like there was one guy who was like this is my gun i was like good on you man yeah. <laughs> like the one person who's like people are gonna fuck with you when you're homeless like it's like this is insane and man and it just like i spiraled because of it i spent like two days like going oh we've done it all wrong we need to like shut it down shut down social media shut down youtube we need to start it over we need to start it fresh we need to do what sauce is doing we need to rebrand we <laughs> we need to fucking like change our outlook on the future <laughs> yeah how would you change it i guess we've kind of gone on a bit of a rant about, you know, some of the issues with what we're seeing and the algorithm yeah. kind of forcing us or, you know, the algorithm basically highlights things that I think that we can both agree don't feel good um, as it can, it has a lot of negative outcomes, right? I think that's probably that's like a, a blanket statement to sum up a lot of what we just said. But if, if you had to fix it, what can we do? Man, that is, I mean, like, you know, and even Jaron will say, you can't like that the the fucking pandora's box actually is open like yeah. it's done like now we have to figure out how to navigate it um and understand the value in what we are and i think that that and and going into some of the things that he preaches and how how we live um harmoniously with something that is actively working against our best interest because it is it truly is sometimes it will put you in a zone where you're like oh fuck look at all these mini painters i didn't have mini painter friends and now i have mini painter friends all over the world that is like a total win of the algorithm um and and can be super super Im important if you are a fucking camp you know urban camper it'll put you in you know the groups with the people that'll like help you navigate these things like that is a win um but where the things where it gets really ugly is like how the your data is used against you and how things are sold to you and like dude i've done that so many times now where i'm like oh fuck i just backed a kickstarter that i saw because of a facebook ad something that i didn't actually want <laughs> that i never fucking asked for so like understand that like your data is valuable and like maybe there needs to be a whole new like bill of rights like a bill of digital rights that needs to be drafted up where we understand that um that our autonomy is still very valid in this in the space something that like 
the like a social con contract that you have to sign to interact with social media and the algorithm and content creation uh, it's like and maybe it's the fact that it just needs to be start taught early on like it needs to be part of like a humanities class in high school or even middle school because uh you know my nephew still all he wants to be when he grows up is a youtuber and i'm at the point now where i think if you haven't started in like middle school you are really going against the grain <laughs> like you you are like that you're the closer you get to 18 the harder and harder it's going to be to uh get a captive audience you know mm -hmm. um so may maybe something like that uh maybe you know actually getting paid for your data you know things where like these companies have to think very differently about how they interact with you because they have to come to you on your terms something like that i don't i don't know man because like truthfully like you can be good you know, we, you can, you can mentally prepare yourself for this stuff, but like I, I've mentally prepared myself for it. And I just had my first time of being like, Oh no, you know, like, and it came from a thing that doesn't have anything to do with me. Like I've had way worse, uh, like situations in social media and content creation where, you know, like actual conflicts and things where that like, get into this bizarre cyber bullying quasi stalking bullshit you know like like we've both interacted with that and that's a horrible feeling this mm -hmm. felt worse like this thing that didn't even give a fuck about me felt worse so i don't know how you do that like because it's unquantifiable and it hits different people at different points you know like there's no one thing like if you watch this you're going to feel like a piece of shit <laughs> like that's that's not how the algorithm works and i think that it's the fact that like i got so seduced to think that the life that i had made for myself which i love and i'm very proud of and I'm very happy in, wasn't enough and the life that you have built is enough and like the goals and dreams that you have laid out for yourself are enough like you don't need to live you don't need to live for someone else's goals and values you need to live for your own and that's shit that you, like they need to teach you in fucking church your parents need to tell you you know like that's yeah. it's that level of society that needs to, to handle it because the algorithm doesn't give a shit it's going to feed you what it feeds you it's a machine <laughs> it doesn't yeah. feel it and it doesn't care yeah it would take a collective every creator banding together to change at once to shift the algorithm and there's always going to be that person who's like well why would i change with you i can just recapture everything that you're leaving on the table so it will never really change um i just i think well, it takes um transparency from creators more transparency about what it really is like more conversations like true. this that are like you know this is really what's going on this is why i'm creating what i'm creating right now this is what i wish i could create instead so maybe i still will type of conversations um, sure. because i think that people i think it's easy to see the surface level of content and just be like well that's reality you know and yeah i, I think everybody god fuck dude i just had this conversation yesterday at work dude the old the old perception is reality conversation and i'm like dude i fucking hate that saying now i've decided i hate that saying because yeah. it should be this instead perception is reality only if it's like repeated right like repeated perception 
is reality. If I walk upstairs yeah. and I fall, that's not the stairs are broken. But if I walk up yeah. the stairs every day and I fall on the same stair, then maybe something is fucked up on that stair, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. And it's like, I don't like this <laughs> mentality that, you know, snapshot perception is the world that we live in anymore. I don't like that. It's like, you know, if this is how it is. Show me that 20 times in a row. If this is what you think of me, watch me sure. for, you know, consume 20 pieces of my content and then tell me if that's still what you think of me. And like, right. I, I just think that people are just too snapshotty. And I think that people just buy into the surface level too easily. And I, I don't know if that's something that we can help with as creators to help be more transparent and show more of who we are to help overcome that. Or if that's just, sure. if that's just society because of how things are fed to them now, I don't know. Do you, th do you think that, I mean, cause these are the same conversations that our society had to have with like publications of newspapers. And like, we had to like actually say that journalism is this thing. And then with TV, we had to set up the FCC to say, these are the standards and practices that TV stations have to adhere to. Um, and, and we're constantly reevaluating that stuff. Do you think that actual like legislation would help or are you of the camp that the old stodgy white people that make the decisions in our country about these massive tech conglomerates are too out of touch to even understand the internet and how the algorithm works to legislate about it? And at that point, do you think that we can trust these companies to take the step forward to actually write it? Well, I have a few thoughts about that. Um, yeah. The people running the country have no fucking idea how the internet works. If you've ever watched the them interview, <laughs> if they, if you've ever watched them interview Zuckerberg about how Facebook ads work, that's oh, that's dude. all the evidence you need to know is, oh, is him yeah. being like the platform is free because we use ads, and them just ads. staring at him like he's just made of bricks, and they have no idea what he's saying. So no, they, there's absolutely no way that they could legislate that properly because they don't understand it. Um, yeah. I am then, let's just assume that somebody who actually understands what the hell they're talking about would be in charge of that legislation. Let's just assume that, which there's no way you could tell me that anybody in charge right now is that person. But if that is that person, I would be very conflicted about whether that's the right move or not because I think that that really floats on the edge of like, and this is an American problem, right? If you're not from here, you're not going to relate to this, but that really floats on the edge of first amendment stuff. And I sure. think that that's to me where I get really conflicted, right? Like there's obviously horrible aspects about the first amendment, but there's also predominantly it's a good thing. And so, um, I don't know. I don't know if I could get behind that based on that, even if I agreed with it, I think that I would err on the side of we can't do this because that's going to silence one person who, even if I disagree with their voice, deserves to have one. Um, as long as it's not, you know, like fucking Alex Jones, like bury that man. But um, <laughs> but that's that that is the problem with the First Amendment is yeah. that we get that we we get the QAnon, we get the fucking flat earthers. Yep, and um, yeah, we get our beloved uh, beloved family and friends in Facebook jail every thirty days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. And so because of the misinformation, and that's the stuff that like you could totally legislate. Yeah, that I do agree like, with and, that, and should be done. Yeah, because like it isn't 
a first amendment thing it yeah. is actually you know it's it's something that um because you can't differentiate between the truth and fiction there that like that is something that should be tackled <laughs> yeah know? and i think that that's where i come down to is i think and i do agree yeah like misinformation and the spread of spread of content that's just negatively impacting society in every way imaginable instead of you know being at least artistic even you know like that that just needs to go right. away but i would dude, say alex jones can make a mean beat though <laughs> i've never what he just like dude he, he he beatboxes he has like he has like a huge music production studio and he makes like really? rap beats and shit yeah no it's way. um it, it'll make you actually like him as a human being a little bit and you'll be like god damn it fuck this guy <laughs> um yeah so i don't know that would be that's my big problem with it. how would we legislate it without impeding on everybody's ability to have a voice um yeah. so i would just say like maybe the solution is just more transparency potentially even from platforms right like if this person's living in a van, I don't need it on the front page, but if I'm really, really sold on their lifestyle, right? Like in your example, I'm like, what the fuck are they really up to? There should yeah. be like, you know, some sort of a transparency tab where I can click on it and be like, oh, this person made $30,000 from YouTube last month. So like, yeah. of course they live a day. Like, of course this looks the way it looks because yeah. then, then in my head, I think, well, that's not something I can relate to. And so yeah. then I know that it's escapism to watch, not like trying to emulate or trying to feel like inspired by or reenact. Man, dude, that's a really interesting aspect. I never even considered like if there was an actual like you click on the YouTube video and it's like this. These are the stats of the people. So, you know, actually know what they are. So like you're like, oh, well. I can relate to that person. I never even considered that as something because it just, like I said, it feels like you can't relate to any of it anymore. But I mean, like you would need to do that because there are, there are people who make $30,000 a month, a mm -hmm. month. Yeah. <laughs> I made just over $30,000 last year, an entire year. They do in a month and then they do that 12 times over in some months. It's way bigger. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think that's what would separate us more from the algorithm as like, not as far as consuming because we're always going to consume what's on the algorithm. I think that would just help with trying to navigate what we're seeing better because I think that that removes some of that relatability in kind of a positive light. Like if you know the ad revenue behind this video, if you know how much they made this month, if you know how much YouTube makes from this video, it might help you understand more of why it's being shown to you and might yeah. help you appropriately decipher your own feelings about something more than just being like, this made me feel good. And it's just that dopamine rush of like, yeah, I, I don't know, like it, cause there are videos, there is content that you see that just makes you feel good. And you're like, Oh, this could be me sometime. And yeah. it's, I think if we knew, more of the math and more of the analytics behind that, it would help you make a more rational decision about that. Yeah, dude, that is a really like, uh, you know, I feel like I've just been mad for like the last like four days. <laughs> <laughs> like truthfully, I've just been like every day I watch a little bit more. I'm like, God damn this fucking thing. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and you said like, like truthfully something 
the transparency between creators and um, the platform that they work on and how they interact with um, the consumer of the product, you know, the, the content enjoyers, um, you know, and I hate to be so like, clinical about it but like you are consuming someone's product you know regardless if you feel like that's the way it is or not you are um and the people who are like i don't want i'm not i don't want to sell you something are absolutely always trying to sell you on something like everybody is i was with the fucking murder basement every time i'm like talking about pro curl paints it's because i want you to buy pro curl paints because i want to hear you stop talking about how come you're mad at your paint like like but that even though it comes from a good place i'm i'm like putting it in your fucking throat by this shit you know of which if you use murder basement on checkout you'll save five percent and i'll get a tiny cut dude I mean, and like that's the shit like you're like oh well i can support people like this i can do this it's all it's all so gray and, and interconnected and that's that's how these people like you know it's death by a thousand cuts and because there's so many people that don't make the money from YouTube specifically, but they make it from everything else, you know, and especially like all your weird conspiracy theory gun people that you'll look at them and be like, these guys aren't bought and paid for by, uh, uh, you know, YouTube cause YouTube won't allow them to monetize, but their private, uh, uh, investments that people are backing their companies are like hundred thousand dollar contracts, uh, you know, for shit that like, you and I would never see, and, you know, and that's all that like weird, like, you know, dark money that just kind of floats out there in the ether, <laughs> you know, right. it's not Skillshare that's doing it. It's something much more insidious, <laughs> so, yeah. like lobbying groups paying these people yeah, and shit. Exactly. And that's that man. I don't, and that's a whole nother fucking can of worms. <laughs> Seriously, it is. Yeah. You just got a check from Smith and Wesson for a hundred grand. I wonder what you're going to make a video about next week. <laughs> Dude, my MP shield is fucking great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't really know. I mean, I feel like understanding the algorithm as a consumer is important um, to a degree. But also, you know, it's not going to change that there's always going to be one. There's always going to be an algorithm in everything. But it's, I don't know. I don't really know how we could. I think it's just being aware of it is such a huge first step to like, how do we navigate where we're at? How do we fix a lot of the mental health stuff going on, on both sides of consuming and creating content? It's just, just transparency. Just having honest conversations, I think is the biggest first step. Good point. That's really wholesome. That is really wholesome. It's a really wholesome take. since we started off so like fucking harsh and i know like we just didn't we, we just didn't like solve jumped anything. right in we just fucking like hit you guys in the fucking face for an hour and a half an hour and 43 minutes i'm very sorry <laughs> <laughs> um like uh let's 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 wrap this up on uh on like a little bit more upbeat things you know like so you've had a pretty crazy two weeks like tell mm-hmm. me more about your photo shoot man tell me tell me about the things that are making you happy and uh and we'll 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 give some people some positivity to, to send off the rest of their day <laughs> yeah so lots going on in my life right now a lot of cool stuff coming on more news to come in the future um the photos man photography continues to be something that i get more passionate about every time i do it i love it i love shooting i love the editing i love the process i love the challenge um so i shot in temple nightclub in denver which is probably like the club in denver now i would say 
Um, It is literally a cave. The most challenging photo environment I've ever been in, but I like that. Like I'm kind of a psychopath about wanting to learn. Like if I want to learn something, I want to learn it the hard way because I want to like, I really want to experience it. And I'm the same way when I play Warhammer, which is also something that's going good lately. But um, (laughs) it's... It was really fun. I learned a lot. I met a photographer who was just fantastic. Huge influence, really down to earth. Like, and it's really interesting. I, I haven't really felt this. I think that you talk to a lot of other creators, you know, like so Warhammer, for example, right? I think it's very rare to bump into somebody um, in Warhammer from a creator space that's like there to tell you everything they know. Here's all my secrets. Here's all my tricks. I'm just going to give it to you because I don't want you to have a barrier. I want you to create the best that you can. Sure. I think that that's not super common. And the photographer I met at Temple was that guy. He's like, dude, this is my gear. This is the exact camera. These are all my lenses. These are my settings on my camera. This is the type of lighting that I wait for at the club. This is the best place to be at this time because this lights on when this one's not. This is the type of software I use for editing. Like, dude just told me every step of the process. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, I just met you. Like, I have strong relationships with like other painters who I wouldn't even expect them to give me that information unless I was like, Hey, yeah. can you give this? And this guy just was like, here you go. And I was like, he was probably shit. like dying for somebody to actually understand <laughs> a, even um, an, a sliver of what he was talking about. Cause everybody's like, Oh, that's a cool camera. What, what do you got? And he's like, Oh, I got this thing. And you watch the people's like eyes glass over and they're like, I'm really sorry. I asked this guy what was yeah. going on. Like the fact that like you, you, he could see your enthusiasm and you're just like honest like excitement about what you're doing i'm sure it was just like oh i've got i've got a buddy right now yeah let's, let's do this yeah and i think that he could like relate to me right everybody's had their first shoot in a club that you expect like because i will be back at this club because i know the dj is there so i will be back um yeah. everybody remembers their first time doing like their first time and like me and him Click, like clicked almost right away because we have the same backpack which is also insane nobody has this backpack <laughs> it's made by a company named douchebags and it's <laughs> it's the best photo backpack ever like super modular incredible quality crazy expensive but like damn worth it and i was taking my gear out and he's like dude i've never seen somebody else in denver have the douchebags backpack and i was like it's the best and he's like i know dude and so we connected on that for a while, but, um, yeah, so we just kind of hit it off and he's definitely been a boy for me, but it's, it's been nice to connect to somebody that can help like push me and like understand where I was. And he could go through, cause I was like, dude, I don't know if Canon's the equipment for me anymore. He was like, I was in the exact same page with Nikon two years ago and now I'm at Sony and this is why I switched. And it was basically everything that I've been like, you know, I really like this about Canon, but I would take, I would lose that to gain this. And it was that it was all the answers. We could have a really transparent conversation. So I switched to Sony, um, which has been awesome. I'm loving it so far. I'm interested to push the camera in more intense environments, obviously, and see if it can, because just flat out, my, my camera couldn't keep up with me. And I've never, I've never gotten to a point in photography where my equipment couldn't keep up, which is kind of cool. Like it kind of feels good to hit the maximum limits because that says to me that I'm learning. And so I'm at the capacity of my equipment. And in order to create the way that I want to create, I need 
something better. And so I'm finally there, which is, is a really cool feeling of it's, you know, not a cheap venture, but I'm able to, you know, sell off my cameras and stuff. So it's fine. Like it's not a humongous problem to switch equipment. It's just the, the joys of selling on eBay and all that jazz. So that's been that I've been playing Warhammer. I've got, I've got a tournament tomorrow. Um, so very, very excited about that. Finally, I'm winning some games with this army. I like it's, nice. it's like the army in the game right now that everybody's like, Ooh, you play custodies. Ooh, it's so P man. And I lost <laughs> six games in a row with it. Like couldn't win a game. I was like, I don't fucking get why this army is good. Um, cause I used to play it at the beginning of this edition. And since their new codex came out, it plays very different. Um, so yeah. I finally went in some matches, which feels good. Um, I think I'm really starting to learn. So it's just like, and that's, you know, going back, I just want to learn the most challenging environments. I've been playing the actual, I don't think custodians are the best army in the game. Um, there's much better armies than them. More recent books that have come out that are so much more oppressive than they are that custodians, I don't have any idea how they could ever actually beat those armies. Um, yeah. I've been playing against those to practice. And so like, I like to practice in challenging environments because I feel like that's where you learn the most. So, Absolutely. um, I am finally, I, I got paired into some softer lists, some lists that aren't the hardest actual lists in the game and just demolish yeah. them. So nice. Um, I feel like I've got some of the tools to like maybe win at least once or twice in this tournament tomorrow. So we'll see. But that's, that's it. Yeah. just been busy, man. Work is busy. Life is busy. Warhammer's busy. Photos are busy. Everything's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Well, in some exciting news for me, I got the job Woo! Uh, and I passed finally passed my background check. I found out last night. So that means, uh, I, I didn't have any felonies, didn't lie about where I lived. And, um, and I peed a clean pee, which is like thrilling because the last time I had to do a pee test was for a life insurance thing of which I failed. <laughs> I failed it like miserably and had to take like another month to like go. And, and like, the funny thing is, is like, I'm not, and uh, a, a consumer of can cannabis that often like i just i especially once i stopped drinking i uh, i really you know kind of just sobered out totally because uh, i didn't want to trigger anything and uh and so at the time i couldn't even remember the last time that i had partook and i still failed the test so it was like one of those things that like i was terrified because like I had spent some time in Oregon, you know, like it's legal there. I live right next to a state where it's legal, <laughs> you know, like, like it's, it's, uh, uh, and, and I haven't been working in six months, you know, like what, uh, what the fuck else am I going to do except for, you know, like get a little buzz on and study college. Like, so like, yeah. I'm really thrilled that, uh, that I passed because, um, I'm very excited about this job. Uh, uh, while it may not have been like a, goal of mine to get into um it is a company that repairs casino equipment so like shufflers and slot machines and things of that nature um and i and i was just like man i love fixing shit and i would really love to not have to go into an office every day or deal with customers but also still make a decent living and um and so this hits all of that it's one of those weird early morning jobs so like you get to the casino at like seven o'clock in the morning <laughs> and uh and we have an abnormal amount of casinos here in st louis because it's all riverboat gambling so if, if they back up to the river 
they technically can can operate there so it doesn't have to be on like tribal lands or anything so we got a bunch of casinos here in st louis like a bunch and they all need shit to be fixed all the time so i show up at the casino at seven in the morning i work till about three and then i'm done <laughs> and so like i can still do school and uh you know get my get my fucking degree which i'm like coming to the end of this term and i'm really excited about um my future like i feel really good about the stuff that i've done right now even though i know i probably could have done more in this time i feel like i've done a lot of soul searching and uh and self self work as well as um you know uh 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 you know uh school studying so i'm like i'm like really stoked about the future for myself for like the first time in in years it feels like i'm just like oh everything's finally starting to make a little bit of sense i can have a little routine i can make money and um you know anything that i'm learning in school can be applied to this job and other aspects of it so uh i'm pretty stoked about that uh i uh also have started playing guitar again uh my you know I, who knows if the Ukraine uh, Russian war is still going on by the time that this uh, episode airs in two weeks? <laughs> um, I hope. I hope it isn't. I hope that the that Russia backs the fuck down and goes away. But um, I do have this like weird um, survivalist uh, conspiracy theorist upbringing where I'm like, man. We, we're heading into world war three the fucking doomsayers and you know the fucking like i and i feel some of that shit and the oil's getting expensive and even though i drive like a really affordable car i'm just like man this is the world's gonna get tough so i decided that like I, i'd gone so hard into electronic music over the last like seven years i don't even have an acoustic instrument to play i don't even have a guitar amp to play my guitars so I went out and bought a, a, a mandolin guitar. So it's a mandolin body with a guitar neck on it at like a shorter scale. So it's just like an octave higher. And man, I started writing music again, like sitting there like, cause it's like, you can play it really quietly and not drive anybody nuts. So I can like play it at night when uh, my wife has gone to bed and just like, and so I start writing music again and that man, when you find an old friend like that, that that I, you know it's just such a good feeling man and uh and so like I, I just like had this like kind of spiritual reawakening that like oh i'd gotten really far away from some of the stuff that i really actually enjoyed in my life and 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 uh you know so i have this thing that like if we go in a brownout zone because you know gas is too expensive i can still uh i can still play guitar and have a good time if we go camping if i get into this camper lifestyle I got something I could bring along with me, <laughs> you know, it's, um, uh, it, it, it kind of fits all the things that, um, make sense for, for me in the future to have something that, uh, I can just, it's small. I can bring it around while I'm at the casinos. I could take it with me on lunch and play guitar, <laughs> you know, which is not something you would ever do with anything else, but it's so small. It's such a good traveler companion. I'm like, this is going to be the shit. I'm so mm -hmm. super excited about it. Nice. So, um, even though I haven't been playing Elden Ring, uh, which is what everybody else is like freaking everybody, out about. Everybody's playing it. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll get into that last stage of our episode where we talk about what we've been excited for this week. And this is what I've been excited for. This is my, uh, 
my Gigapet X. Oh, <laughs> yeah, dude. They brought it back again. And I, and now I've got a guy on the screen who's got two poops that I need to clean up here. Otherwise, he's going to get really mad at me. Um, but yeah, dude, I had this like weird thing. Like you ever just hate your smartphone and you just want to not be around it. <laughs> mm, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I had that thing where I was like, remember when you had like an iPod in your pocket and you had like, it's like, I want, I want that a dedicated game device. And I was mm -hmm. like, what a better thing to get than a Digimon. Yeah. So there you go. My, my thing this week is a Digimon X. Uh, they're very inexpensive on, uh, I mean, just in general, like 20 mm. bucks. And I've had like a lot of fun with it, but you can get like the 20 year basic and one for like 10 bucks on Amazon. Really? Like, Get a, get a Digimon. Get get yourself a virtual pet. <laughs> you, you'll have a that. lot of fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> and they got these little things. You can clip it on your, your douche bag. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, just turn it in, hook it to your keys. <laughs> well, I have a lot of straps on that backpack. Very modular. Very, very there cool you go. backpack. You there can you make go, it work man. for you. Get the Digimon. <laughs> yeah, I'll look into that. What are you going to do this I week, think man? the thing that I'm like thankful and excited about is just my wife. Like she's been so supportive this week. So last week I was like, I'm going to paint a whole new army. It's the army that I've been yeah. playing, but I want to paint it in a different way. Like I already got some models, but I would, would be using them as a different thing. So I just wanted like a clean, this is exactly how this army is modeled for this tournament. Like I could play with what I have. I've got like, you know, like, oh, this gun is actually this gun and everybody would be like, sure. okay, dude, fine. Um, but I didn't want to do that. So um, I literally started painting this army last week. She was just so supportive and it's been a lot of like, you know, early mornings, late nights. And like, she's just been so supportive of this journey of like trying to like, you know, make Warhammer playing it a priority again. And like, I got to say like, you know, coming out of COVID, I continue to have so much excitement and like just joy like getting to just hang out with the boys again on tuesday nights Dude, being around people Dude, is so good it's great man it just gives me like that one like dude outlet that's just so nice so i i gotta say that's that's something that has been so nice and like so yeah shout out wife for just being there for the journey and really supporting me it's been great it's made a huge difference to like being able to take care of what i want to get taken care of dude that is the the wholesomest sentiment I think that has ever been said on here. <laughs> that, and that's so so fucking great. I'm so glad that you have that, man. Yeah. And, uh, I'm glad that you have the Warhammer outlet. I may be like super critical on Games Workshop, but I want my friends to be playing Warhammer. I want them to be going out there. I want them to be doing the thing that they love and they hobby. We we um we have a, a bunch of our friends have kids now. And so we had a one-year-old's birthday the other day and I got to see friends who I hadn't seen in years now because of COVID. And I'm just yeah. like, I miss all of you guys so much. And we're hugging now. Cause like all of them have like had COVID and they're, you know, we're all vaccinated and I'm just like, I'm just going to get in here and I'm going to get some of this love because I, I love y'all. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so sweet. I think I like that more than even playing at this point. It's just chilling with the guys. And like, we all like, we chill, we play a game sometimes, you know, well, maybe not even sometimes at this point, it's basically every Tuesday afterwards, we just go to the bar next door. And I think we're at the yeah. bar next door for longer than we plan. It's not even like we're getting hammered. Like we have like one or two drinks, but are there for like <laughs> three hours just talking. And it's like, it's just so nice to just catch up and see everybody Dude. again. 
That's so good. And I hope I hope that this is the 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 true path of the future for us all because I think that we've all um really gotten too far away from the things that make us happy and yeah. uh you know and that that so like I'm I'm stoked that that is what you have in your life right now, man. That's so fucking exciting. It's like it's to your point and I think something that maybe we should do next episode is connecting with an old friend, like rediscovering Warhammer, the joy of playing it. Like, dude, the painting this army was so nostalgic in a weird way because like lately I've been painting while I watch like YouTube or listen to so like, you know, watching like a video podcast. And it's like, dude, I turn off my computer and just put in earbuds and listen to music and just paint it. And I was like, dude, I haven't just done paint. that in like three years. That's like the begin, the very beginning of this hobby. I would do that. I haven't done that. Just, just listen to music and paint it for hours. And like, that was connecting Dude, with an old friend to me. Like it was weird. The, the other problem with this fucking content creation game is that we lose touch with the things that we love about the things that we did. Yeah. Because we're trying to appeal to something that doesn't give a fuck about us. And now you're enjoying music again, getting back into your art and the things that you actually, the motivations that brought you into it in the first place. God damn it, dude. That's so exciting that you had that. Yeah. Like, well, I'm and you're having really it too. I, I think that we could actually probably cover a whole lot of like refining an old friend. Um, dude. We should do that episode. next episode. Let's, okay, do, let's it. do it. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Woo! Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> we got the plans. We got the plans. Sorry about the downer episode this time. <laughs> it's really intense and there's a lot of things. And if you have any uh, like ideas or, uh, th you know, opinions about it, or if I'm totally fucking wrong, please tell me. Or if you got other people, uh, other futurists that have idea uh, ideas on how to fix it, let us know. We really uh, want to interact with you guys on, on these things. But uh, get ready for the the return of an old friend in your life. That that will be the next episode. Yeah. Unless if we wake up one day and we're like, we need to talk about something different. <laughs> there's a there's a fifty fifty shot that happens. Dude, it's the way it always goes, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well this has been great. Yes, it has been. Uh, I'm I'm really happy for you. Good luck tomorrow with the uh, with your games, and yeah. uh, you know, definitely keep me in the loop. I, I will. Know how you do? I will. I will. Hopefully not last. That's my goal. My goal is one win and have fun. Just simple. Not last. Not last. <laughs> yeah. That's where I'm at. Yep. As long as I'm not last. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, buddy. Um, sweet.